What up, fuckers? Uh, welcome to a new ongoing One Up Pod series, Games Master Revisited. We are going to be watching every episode of the classic Channel 4 series, Games Master, talking all about them. I'm Andy, your host, and this week I'm joined by Chip. Hello. Uh, how are you doing, Chip? Uh, I'm okay, thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I, I didn't tell you i was going to ask you that no no really caught me off guard i was like <laughs> what, what, yeah. what do you want from me i'm scared just just a progress report <laughs> yeah so that it's us for this week um i'm sure becky and bash will join us at some point down the line I, i'm saying this because you know if it's on the record they may feel socially pressured into doing it <laughs> that's so, such your mo just that. bully people into doing things that you want yeah it won't work on sasha no i know that much anyway uh, on to games master um the show was hosted primarily by scottish comedian dominic diamond with the role of games master being filled by popular astronomer sir patrick moore it aired on the uk's channel 4 beginning in 1992 and running for seven series uh, seasons if you're american uh, before wrapping up in 1998 there was an eighth series that launched in 2021 but i'd sooner suck an alligator's dick before watching that <laughs> so we're gonna focus on the 90s show like how much more would you like to do that should we be worried or? Just, just significantly more just right. enough to for, to be worried if we haven't if I ever went to, like, Florida, went on a gator tour. Yeah, I'd have to yeah. warn them that you were coming, I think. I mean, you were <laughs> arriving, like, yeah. It'd only work if someone, like, pulled out the phone and said, hey, who wants to watch the 2021 Games Master? And I'd just jump out of the raft. Perfectly reasonable reaction. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Anyway, I think I think focusing on the 90s show is going to be good. I think it's going to be a cool insight into 90s gaming culture and UK culture at the same time. Uh, it should be pretty fun. It better be, because I'm the cunt that uh, pitched this idea, so <laughs> it better work. Yeah, are we going to be the original run of Games Master, or are we going to be the reboot from 2021? Are we going to be the you sucking a crocodile's dick of podcasts? I feel like we're very close to that anyway, <laughs> so... <laughs> so yeah, uh, before we get started with the episode, because this is about Games Master and not about alligators, <laughs> I just want to ask you, Chip, uh, what's your experience level with Games Master? Did you ever watch it as a kid, or did this kind of pass you by? Because I know it did start, like long time ago like i was 10 when this came out yes yeah, so i would have been five when it came out and it was one of those shows that i always used to try and catch because it was always on the day that i was at my grandparents house like the day of the week that we used to go there so if i wanted to watch it i'd have to eat my dinner really really quickly and then like go upstairs and watch it on their like really tiny portable in their bedroom and it was the case that sometimes like tea just wouldn't be ready by that point so i'd miss it quite a lot but i'd always try and catch it when i could but yeah, I've never seen the entire run all the way through. Oh, should be fun then. Yeah. So um, we're going to go through the episode kind of bit by bit and just talk about it as we're going along. If you can find it on YouTube, you'll be able to watch along with us. Maybe. I'm not going to tell you to pirate something, but you know, Channel 4 don't care about the show, <laughs> as evidenced by that 2021 reboot. But enough about alligators, dicks. Uh, on, to the <laughs> on to the intro. It starts kind of... Um, this weird digital kind of introduction like building this digital church i don't know why they settled on a church originally maybe they just found an abandoned church but that seemed to be the aesthetic for the whole show because like the lighting and the music it all kind of very, felt very like gothic almost yeah and they have like monks that come out with the golden joysticks and stuff like that it's 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 an interesting one i don't know if they were going for like a castlevania type vibe or something like that but i do kind of really like how low the production values are in the first episode because it's it's just all really echoey and there's like fuzz on the sound and you can hear like footsteps as they walk across this big echoey empty church and it's just like <laughs> um like smoke everywhere as well i really enjoyed that 
they really hadn't worked out the acoustics of this massive church <laughs> no. that they were <laughs> working out of. It was, you know, bless them. It was, it was a first try, you know. No one ever done this kind of thing before. Yeah, hey, it and, looked you know, cool. Yeah, it did. It was very striking. And I know um, future series, they all introduce new themes, so they, they jump around a lot. So I think the church thing was an interesting first choice for this series. Maybe try to say something about games being religion a religion but this was very early in this like the proliferation of games in culture it wasn't really it hadn't really taken off to the point where you could make that parallel to it being like a religion yeah yeah i was trying to work that myself was like what games were kind of castle based back then like was it meant to be like a bowser's castle church thing or like yeah i think castlevania i think that's the closest thing you might be right about that yeah but it's entirely possible to channel forward being really cheap and they found like an empty church that no one was using <laughs> so that's probably it i mean I, I was really hooked in just from the credits as well i was watching it with yeah. my housemate and when they started he was just like this is like the most mega drive thing i've ever seen in my life and he's, he wasn't yeah, wrong it's, it's very very 90s cgi yeah. like i don't know i can't remember if this is pre or post uh lawnmower man but it was endearingly naff in like hindsight <laughs> i think yeah that's a nice way of putting it at this point we're introduced to the host dominic diamond and within the first two minutes there is a wanking joke <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one every two minutes <laughs> yeah i was surprised how quickly a wanking joke happened he, he says something along the lines of um, enjoying to a waggle of your joystick in the privacy of your own home it's just he'd, he'd wasted no time getting to that oh no that no. wouldn't work nowadays because the joysticks aren't a thing but like back then yeah, you could make a wanking joke about a joystick quite easily. <laughs> oh, and boy, did they make wanking jokes about joysticks. It's almost <laughs> like they knew that the controllers were going to take over soon, so they had to get it out as quick yeah. as they could. So to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it wasn't alligator's joysticks. They were fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, after this, Dominic Diamond, he introduces Sir Patrick Moore as the games master. <laughs> to be fair, Sir Patrick Moore, he was a good fucking sport. He, he really commits to the bit. Like, he could have been really checked out at this point, but like he does sound like he's invested. Like You can almost believe that he gives a shit or even knows what Super Mario Brother is. <laughs> yeah, this is one of my notes as well. I was like, do you think, do you think Patrick Moore knew what the fuck he was going on about when he was saying most of this shit. I, I don't know if he did, but he was he made it sound like he did. I was very impressed. Yeah, it worked. And I love the whole look as well, how he looks like a video game boss that you could go and shoot as well. Yeah, he's like the end boss of video game television challenges, I guess. <laughs> Except he helps you rather than trying to yeah. kill you, so that's nice. Well, he try, it like helps you in a sense, but he does issue challenges, which was one of the... They, they jumped into this pretty quickly. The yeah. first challenge of the night, it was Super Mario Brothers 3, and they were challenged with uh, collecting 50 coins within two minutes. Uh, I've also got a note here that said, everyone has curtains, because it was the early 90s and that hairstyle was just fucking everywhere. Yes. I had to make a comment. <laughs> and it makes Dominic Diamond look so young as well, like he looks yeah. like a baby. He does. I, I don't remember him ever looking this young. No. I remember him being kind of weathered, weary, just cynical, jaded. That's exactly what I remember. And it was <laughs> he's, he's actually quite nice. And like, he looks like he could be in like a boy band with the floppy hair, just making yeah. the wanking joke. Like he'd be called the cheeky one, and he, he would never have a solo <laughs> career. But he would, you know, he'd be good. He'd have a function within the boy band at the very yeah, least. Yeah, he's the Mark Orange. Yeah, I, does I that hope work? Dominic Diamond doesn't hear this because I don't <laughs> want him to react to us calling him the. Yeah, no, we'll move on quickly. Yeah, Please yeah, don't quick. kill us, Dominic. <laughs> Dominic was joined on commentary by Me Machines and computer and video games journalist Junior, Julian Jazza Rignall. I, I remember Me Machines magazine very vividly as a kid. Like There was a little cartoon version of Julian as right. the mascot, 
with a mullet and all. It was like it was very endearing. I, I fucking loved Mean Machines. I don't think any other games magazine was like touched it for me. Like it was my favorite by a, a mile. I I'm not aware of it. Oh, it, it very it didn't last very long. Oh. Uh, it split into. Uh, the official Sega magazine or something like that and right. the Nintendo magazine system. Like, they just separated the two major, like, games makers into their own magazines and it really ruined it. Oh man. It really diluted the, like, essence of it and it meant you had to buy two magazines to get the fucking... <laughs> to get what you wanted. It was... It, it was just... Yeah, it really cut the nuts off it, I thought. It was a shame. The alligator nuts. But, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I wish I hadn't done that. Well, I used to read Games Master magazine, so... That's quite nice. I used to get that every month. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I I used to as well. It was um, it was all right. It was a pretty good magazine. Yeah, it covered everything as well, so I could I learned a lot about games I would never ever play, which is what I liked about it. That that was what I liked about Me Machines as well. It was it covered basically everything. It had a nice like cross section. It was it was a shame what happened to that. But but this isn't the Me Machines podcast. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> I'll, I'll pitch that later. But yeah, the challenge got going. Um, completely forgot to make a note of who the, what the fucking kid was called that did this oh, oh daniel matter. there we go he yeah. was called daniel yeah, yeah. there we go little, little lad called daniel <laughs> julian uh, jazzarigno he was uh, decidedly unimpressed with daniel's time wasting yeah uh, <laughs> i was as well i'm not gonna lie i was yeah. i'm so annoyed at that kid i was just, just fucking go you haven't got very long like once he got that extra life like what what are you fucking doing yeah. you don't extra lives don't give you coins there's, there's no point in that. And if you die, you fail the challenge. There's no point in having... Oh, you stupid little bastard. <laughs> and and then he uh, quite dramatically missed the secret pipe. Yep. Like, he really fucking whiffed that. It, it was looking a bit dicey for a while. I was, I was done was with getting, him at that point. I was like, nah. nah yeah, you, I was you, getting you annoyed. This. I was like, you, you fucked this, Daniel, <laughs> you little bastard. <laughs> but somehow he managed to pull it all together. Yeah. He got to the pipe. And 10 seconds to spare, and he managed it. I was... I was a nervous wreck by that point. I don't know why I was that invested. Me too. Me too. I was so invested and I don't know why. I I remember being invested as a kid because like the golden joystick like immediately felt like something I wanted to have (laughs) because like it obviously looks kind of naff now in hindsight. Like it looks like one of those chocolate Easter bunnies, but it had been melted and then (laughs) changed shape. It didn't look like a golden joystick. It just looked like misshapen foil. Yeah, I'd I'd still want one though. I'd still have one today. yeah, the thing was, it, it, it represented being good at a game. Yeah. And that's something I wanted people to know I was, because I wasn't <laughs> good at games. So it'd be nice to have one. So I, I kind of envied every kid that could get one. Even though I feel like I could have done this challenge. Two minutes, you know. I wouldn't have made an absolute balls up like Daniel did. But, you know, he, he did it. It was, it was nice to see the first challenge win a golden joystick. Well, I, I was... kind of feel like we have egg on our face then, because Daniel, you know, I'm just saying like we know him. Dan, Danny was, uh, he he did it. He was very good at it. And I felt bad because I was so angry at him at the start. And I do kind yeah. of feel like if I'd done that challenge, I would have just like rushed it and just gone straight for it and probably died. So he's, he's yeah. clearly something he's practiced and he I think he earned his golden joystick. I, I did die a lot in Super Mario Brothers 3, so that I, it is kind of a risk. Yeah. Like, I feel like I probably would have fucked it, unfortunately. But I'm, I, I'm just, as an adult, I'm just taking out all my frustrations on this small boy <laughs> who's now a grown man. Like, <laughs> older than me, probably. I hope he's still got his golden joystick. Yeah, I hope so. It's probably, like, decayed considerably at this point <laughs> oh yeah absolutely yeah so that speaking of the golden joystick um when dominic awarded him that he managed to make an erection joke right to the child's face he sure did he, he said he said something along the lines of um he could walk through the high street proud and erect <laughs> Pr- 
proud and erect. <laughs> this is a child, Dominic. What are you doing? I know it's the 90s and no one gave a shit. And it was Channel 4 in the 90s. It was even more fucking just it was the Wild West. But mm-hmm. good God. I just, I was staggered. Like It was like he had a quota to fill, wasn't it? And he was just like, right, this is a good place to get a dick joke in. So I'll put it here to this 12-year-old. Close <laughs> to this child. <laughs> oh, it was, it was fucking it, it threw me as the season series went on i remember picking up on more dirty jokes but not at this point i was obviously i was 10 i'm not gonna try and guess whether i'd had an erection at this point in my life but it was i don't think it was a concept i was particularly comfortable with yeah why i'm talking about my erections now i'm turned into dominic diamond <laughs> i mean i don't think there's a point in anyone's life is there where you can you proudly walk down the street with an erection like if you're proud of an <laughs> erection not the high street no you, yeah. you shouldn't be proud of that should be very ashamed. Not, not, not even a high street in Tory Britain where all the shops are shut. So, like, you know, <laughs> you, you could get away with it probably. Hey, if you can get an erection in Tory Britain, you know, more power to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the blurb. <laughs> Putting that in the tweet. <laughs> oh, did you know I regretted saying that as soon as I finished that sentence? Yeah, I can imagine. So let's move swiftly on. Uh, next was the review section. Yeah. Uh, this- this sourced gaming journalists and some regular gamers to cover a couple of games every week. Uh, this week it had the theme of movie tie-ins, a subject I know far too well after doing way too many lists for the website. <laughs> First up was uh, Terminator 2 for the Mega Drive. David Wilson of Zero Magazine was pretty to the point. He, he enjoyed it. Uh, Radeon, uh, computer and video games, seemed awfully pleased with themselves for somebody who called themselves Radeon. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's this lad, I, can't rem- I didn't write down his name, but there's just a regular lad. Uh, he, he showed up, and he seemed really fixated on the digitised images that were used in the game. Yeah. And he said, uh, if you have your friends around, you could pause with it. What yeah. the fuck? I, I don't, what the fuck did that mean? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, did they mean take a picture or just stand with it in the background? Because... That's that, what I thought. I, I thought it was all made to stand in a line next to the TV and all try and imitate <laughs> the poses. Yeah. What, was it what meant the to be fuck? like, it looks so real that if you pose next to it, you, you wouldn't be able to tell or tell. Like, I, I, I don't know yeah. like it threw me this was your one shot of being on tv kid and you just <laughs> that was the only thing you had in the barrel fucking hell <laughs> i was ugh. yeah my my notes went on way too long for this section i had to kind of abbreviate <laughs> it because i was really wound up about this weird <laughs> tangent this kid sent me on yeah <laughs> anyway terminator 2 on the mega drive got an 87 percent, which seems pretty fair it was yeah, yeah good it was game. pretty good yeah um next was the Adams family for the, the NES. David Wilson thought it was pretty solid for a kid's game, although it's, it wasn't offering anything particularly new. But uh, Radion was having none of it. He <laughs> he thought a platformer on the NES needed to offer something special, uh, given that it's the system that had uh, Mario Brothers and DuckTales on it. And, you know, I get that, but he, he did lose sight of what the target audience was, unlike Dave. There was a nice amount of snark there, wasn't there? Yeah, he seemed a bit too... He felt like he was above it. Yeah, like he could. Playing a kid's game. Radeon couldn't pose with the Adams family. I just, I've played so many like games that are obviously designed for children, like, and you have to just address them as they are. Like, is this something that would get a kid into games? Is this a gateway into the broader genre? Is this a good way? He should have really been approaching it. Is this a good way to get a kid into Ducktales, which is <laughs> a fucking hard game, but it's something that a kid might want to play after playing the Adams family. Yeah. But it got a sixty-three percent, which is a little low, I think. Like. At the very least, they could have given it a 69 for Dominic Diamond <laughs> first, you know. <laughs> he would have enjoyed that. I love Dominic Diamond. I'm not taking the piss. He just, he was really on, on a theme this episode. It was hard to get past. Well, yeah, to say the least. 
hard to give a fuck out. <laughs> it was hard. It was difficult to get Stop around. Stop saying hard. There we go. I keep saying hard. I can't help it. Yeah, anyway, like the final review of the night was um, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. This excellent game. Like, uh, Radion also particularly loved it, and he was really wanting to go on about this. So they decided to fast forward his clip to the end. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, that like felt that. a little shitty to me. <laughs> you could have just edited. I know Radion seems like a bit of a smug git, but you could have just edited around that. You didn't have to do him that way. That's come on. Really? You think the kid that named himself Radion is a smug git? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit. I really hope he comes back though. I want more Radion on my screen, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like he must come back. He was he was a big fixture in all the magazines back then. So yeah, that like um, Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis got a ninety three percent. Good, good score. Yeah, best, my housemate best of the week. Um, was like, oh, I put hours into this game. He was really excited to see that. It's a, fu- it's a fucking good game. And unfortunately, the next section was their feature of the week. And oh this was my about, God. Yeah. Gaming hipsters from 1992. Yeah, fucking. It was like proto-hipsters or something. Like, this was before hipsters. Even. Yeah. This was some horrible 90s version of hipsters. And Lady and Gaga was, about, was there. We haven't actually said what it's about. <laughs> no, we've just given out to it. <laughs> we've just we've said railing on hipsters. But yeah, it's about... It's about designing your own Game Boy sort of thing, but ended up making it look like a council recycling site that's <laughs> vomited all over it. And within seconds, Dom had made a dildo joke. Ah, uh, yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, yeah, the people decorating these things were definitely premium proto-hipster bellends. They were definitely being designed as art displays and not as functional handhelds, Oh, you mostly. couldn't play it with all that shit on it, could you? I mean, there was a skater dude who added, like, grips to it. That seemed kind of sensible. But yeah. there was some, somebody who put fucking spikes on theirs. Like... <laughs> You can't play fucking Mario, Super Mario Land 2 with that, can you? You're bleeding to death. There was also obviously the woman that Chip described as Lady Gaga, a self-described toy collector. She uh, suggests Game Boys are born naked and are begging to be designed all over. And that, for some reason, she, it wasn't even explicit, but it felt more gross and upsetting than any of Dom's jokes, even when he talked about a small boy's erection. <laughs> <laughs> It just made me feel dirty listening to a talk like that about Game Boy. I I think because it was like, at least, you know, 12-year-old boys get erections, so there's a certain sense there. Yeah. But this was just really bizarre about the way she semi-sexualized this, like, glitter-covered Game Boy. Yeah, it was was a very infantilized design as well. It's not like something like a a nine-year-old would design, which made it even weirder. And again, I don't know... I don't know why it weirded me out more, but it's just maybe it's just because she's a hipster rather than a cheeky Scottish comedian. Yeah, it just, maybe it just felt wrong, and I didn't. Uh, I was very glad it was a very short feature. Yeah, <laughs> was, me too. Radion would have disapproved of all of this. I don't know what it even accomplished. So I, I don't know anybody would be watching that going, "Yeah, I'm going to ruin my Game Boy." <laughs> <laughs> so with all that shite out of the way, they got to the next challenge, which was the celebrity challenge, and the game of choice was Manchester United Europe, a game I. Don't know if I even knew it existed, but nope, I definitely forgot by this point. Never seen this it game before a, in my life. Yeah, I, I knew a lot of football games back then. I played a lot of them on computers, but this was a home computer release in 1991. I guess the sales can't have been that good, because I can't imagine that many people would be buying a Manchester United game, unless you were a Manchester United supporter. Yeah, and it had like... Well, I mean, we only saw two teams, but it was like a Man United All-Stars team, but also it had like a Liverpool team from the 70s in there. So I was really confused yeah. about what it was. Obviously, it's a football game, but like, why not just have 
the teams that were around in 1992. Yeah, I guess I guess the licensing only extended to Man United, and they just had to go for whatever, whatever <laughs> like likeness rights were cheap enough. <laughs> and this is our uh, is it our first celebrity cameo we get for this section as well. Yeah, this was like so. First, first coming out was the regular player, the the contender, I guess you would call him. He was Ipswich supporter Simon Reynolds, and, and Dominic ripped into him for being an Ipswich supporter. But I don't know anything about football. I don't know anything <laughs> about Ipswich, so I don't know if this is just a thing people do, or if Dominic would have done it no matter who he supported. I think so because they are just team like there's nothing particularly special or not special about them i guess it's just one of those local team like your local supporter like even though you know they're kind of shite and you should probably be supporting somebody else <laughs> but yeah the, the celebrity that came out was john fashnu i know this one i know this guy i i, I brief dalliance with football support in the when i was probably eight or nine or ten uh, i do re- remember him quite clearly so the challenge was basically just to beat the celebrity which is fair enough yeah i, I thought you were gonna say um, you knew him from gladiators though i i did know him from gladiators as well but i definitely okay. knew him from football all oh, right okay fair. it was a very brief i had a very brief period where i supported liverpool as a kid and my dad was a man united supporter so that was oh, fun. God. i don't know if i was young enough to know i was rebelling against my father but that's what I, happened let's not talk this isn't a therapy podcast let's move on <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God, because after what you said at the start, I'd be worried about getting into that too much. We've already been talking about erections a lot. This, <laughs> this is, you know, Freud would be like just exploding in his grave at this point. Why do they let me and you record podcasts? I don't understand. This is Becky and Sasha never learn. That's the, <laughs> that's the important thing to take away from this. Anyway, uh, Fashion, he was he's a good sport. I, I thought he knew exactly what he, what show he was on and what was expected of him. He's got a lot of uh, charisma and, you know good energy and he seemed into the game as well like you know sometimes you if you have people like this they pick up a controller and they hold it like the wrong way around and stuff like that but yeah he's <laughs> yeah. pretty decent at the game yeah he, he did he did put up a good fight yeah. um, game developer tom watson of renegade games was on commentary and he was uh very dry i'd say <laughs> seemed quite suitable for the uh the, the theme of the the challenge though i guess dominic was very excited about this challenge he, he got really into it and so did the crowd. They were like cheering and screaming like they were actually an actual football match. I feel like they'd like maybe sourced their crowd from the nearest pub. It's <laughs> even very rowdy crowd. So um, Simon scores early on in the second half, but um, Fash nearly gets an equaliser, uh, but it bounces off the post somehow. I don't. I, I couldn't. I kept repeating the clip, and I couldn't quite work out how it bounced off the post. But the game decided it bounced off the post. So it <laughs> I don't did. think physics was strong in this game. No, I it don't looked think so. shite. <laughs> it did it looked like just a game that they could afford to show basically <laughs> but yeah so that that fuck up or glitch or whatever the fuck it was gave simon a chance to score his second goal and um i, I think i lost track of what the end score was was it two two nil yeah two nil in the end two nil yeah so like simon won that and in the post-match interview we kind of played it off like a, he was on match of the day or something it was quite like I, I quite enjoyed that he seemed like a bit of a shithouse and it was it was fun to see rubbing his success in a celebrity's face yeah and again i was into the challenge like i was yeah because it was quite close and quite back and forth and they they did a good job with the commentary and stuff like that i was like yeah i'm into this there, there was actual drama it was like it would be like watching somebody on twitch these days if somebody's never if you're too young to have watched Games Master, it'd be basically like watching somebody playing like an esports or something. It was yeah. quite, it was, it was, you could it was easy to see why people get into that sort of thing. I think the crowd helped as well. Like I'm yeah, someone the crowd like were really, yeah, we're both wrestling fans, obviously, but like I, I'm more into a match. Like if the crowd is into it as well, and there's a lot of noise, like that helps me 
kind of enjoy it a lot more. So, you know, despite the fact that the game was shit, I, I was really into it because the crowd was into it and it was a close game and, uh, yeah. So at this point, Simon was awarded the golden joystick and for absolutely no reason, Dominic describes it as frobbing. <laughs> frobbing Dom, really. Just, I know this is our, only our first episode and I, I'm already saying it's enough, but it's, it's just he's too much about the cocks in this. <laughs> Like, I mean, if he was going to do that, he could have said it was girthy. He could have said it was rigid. I would have gone for any of that, but it's not frobbing. There's nothing about that joystick that's frobbing. <laughs> this is insanity. You just, it was just on the mind. Yeah. At least say, oh, you're going to go off and play with your joystick now or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. At least that was related, unless he's saving that for later down the line, because, you know, there's quite a few episodes, so... Yeah, he's got he's got to fit a lot of wanking jokes. Into this, <laughs> yeah, this, but yeah, every time it just caught me off guard, because like, oh, he's just made another wanking dick joke there. Okay, that was weird. And nobody re- reacts, really. No. Everyone just kind of goes, yep, don't know how, like... what to think of that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I feel like, what, what did he say? <laughs> I don't want this joystick anymore. No. What have you been doing to it? no. So, yeah, like moving on from Dominic's uh, obsessions, mm-hmm. we got to the consultation room, which is an actual quality pun. I was very impressed with that. I couldn't remember it. I don't think I ever got that joke as a kid, but I know I hear it now, and it's it's good. I yeah. like it. Yeah, it's but very this well section done. Is, this section is where um, children meet Sir Patrick Moore and ask him for gaming advice, and that concept in isolation is still incredibly funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just if you don't bring up the fact that he's supposed to be like this all-knowing digital god, it just seem it just seem weird to. I can't imagine even pitching that idea to somebody. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's normal for me because this is what my strongest memories of Games Master are. Or this, I like kids asking Patrick Moore's head for advice. He gives it, and then they get cut off really quick when they're saying thank you. So it, it seems <laughs> fine to me. But yeah, when you kind of take a step back and you look at it, you're like. Yeah, this is weird. Yeah, this is kind of odd. Yeah, at this point, there's like a broad cross-section of kids that show up with um, differing levels of charisma. I'll just put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Some kids are just very nervous about being on camera. First up was a lad. um, He wanted to know where the secret world is in Sonic the Hedgehog. The game's master was a bit of a dick about this. Like, you know, he's come to you for help. Don't rub it in his face that he doesn't know where (laughs) it is. But like, the advice leads to a secret room in that level, and... I wrote down, no, that's not a world, that's a room. I just remember, I remember now feeling, as a kid, feeling ripped off that that's all it was when yeah. you found it. Yeah. It's just a room with a couple of boxes in it. Yeah, it's not that good. Like, if that, if you waited all this time, like, if you couldn't get through that game without finding that, and then you went on TV to ask a floating head about it, and then you're like, <laughs> oh, that, that, it, it doesn't feel worth the effort. Uh, yeah, another lad comes up and he's asking where to find a forkleaf clover in Elvira. I've never fucking heard of this game. <laughs> Me neither. And, but, you know, he seemed genuinely happy to get the help and, like, you know, good for him. Like, he, he seemed happy, like, really genuinely, like, appreciative of Sir Patrick Moore's advice. <laughs> so he, he was a good kid. I was, like, I was quite happy to see him get what he wanted out of life. But, like, <laughs> finally, um, there was a young lady that wanted help with uh, Simon's quest. And the solution to that problem was just so utterly fucking nonsensical. Like... I just, I can't, you can't blame her for not getting it. Oh, is this the one where they have to, like, crouch down for, like, five seconds and combine something with something and then throw it or something? So I wrote down, you um, select the red crystal, you yeah. kneel down by a wall for five seconds, and then a whirlwind appears and carries you over. <laughs> I'm like, just fuck off, Konami, you <laughs> fucking wankers. Honestly, 
Just, uh, how did anyone finish games in the late 80s? Because developers were always pulling shit like this. I like, have no idea. This is why we needed the Games Master. Yeah, I, re- I remember um, the Uncanny X-Men game for the NES. It couldn't be completed without accessing a cheat code. Part of the code was printed on the cartridge, and the other half was found in a secret message that had appear in the endgame captions. You had to get that by killing 30 special enemies during a stage. It's like, oh, wow. That's not complete. That's just making things in- just intentionally difficult. <laughs> it's just fucking... Bullshit. It's like, I, I never finished DuckTales, but I'm half convinced that like, you couldn't finish that game without shoving a pineapple up your ass and sending a Polaroid <laughs> to Capcom. It seems like every game from that era was just deliberately impossible to finish. Yeah, I'm glad games nowadays are more aimed at uh, casual gamers <laughs> to sell more, yeah. so they're a bit easier than they used to be. So you, you can actually get to the end and not just have to go on Games Master to find out how to get <laughs> past a wall. Uh, just one final thing I wanted to say about that section as well is I'm pretty sure there is a butt plug floating next to the game's master's head i'm gonna have to watch that yes back. please do because the way he like all the sort of mechanic stuff that he's got attached to him is all moving and stuff like that and there's like a little screen and i swear 100 percent one of them's a butt plug right <laughs> so please investigate gonna, and get back to me <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna watch it today but i for the next episode i will come back to you and like let you know if i do see a butt plug on the screen thank you appreciate it i'm gonna make a note of that Hold on. <laughs> oh, but there we go that now that's that's in there now okay Pardon? I mean, <laughs> shit <laughs> oh, oh, is... oh i wasn't expecting it to go this way no okay. uh, not like that but God, no stop uh, it stop it right. fucking hell fucking hell right <laughs> <laughs> So the uh, the final challenge of the night was um, Mad Dog McCree. Uh, this was an FMV light gun game. I looked this game up on IMDb and I noticed there's only two actual actors credited. Oh. Um, they both primarily worked in westerns. And I did have a brief like surprise when I looked at the director's name and I thought it said David O. Russell. But it said David O. Ro- uh, Roberts. <laughs> right. I was, I was like, oh shit. Like, I just imagine how dreadful a fucking David O. Russell video game would be. <laughs> Probably about as dreadful as all of his films. Yeah, it's like press X to call your lead actress a cunt. So <laughs> pass a quick time event to avoid getting your ass kicked by George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. So yeah, anyway, back to, back to the game. Um, the challenger needs to basically complete a level of Mad Dog McCree, uh, which again, it's pretty straightforward, nothing too difficult. Um, they brought out Tom Wright, who is an adult man for once. Uh, he joins and he, he's subtly ridiculed by um, Dominic Diamond for playing video games at his age. Yeah, they called him mature. He's probably younger than us. Yeah, I've never heard that he had a moustache. Like, he looked yeah. like it aged him a bit, but I've never heard the word mature feel so brutal. <laughs> I know, right? I just, it, it felt worse than him using a wank joke. But. <laughs> it was literally this guy walked on and they were like, what is wrong with you? Why are you playing video games at your age? Yeah, it, it's a very different culture now, isn't it? Yeah, like, a little so, bit. I mean, I'm 40 and I'm doing a video game podcast. So <laughs> I can, it's, it's a whole different world now. All the people that were kids when Games Master came out refused to grow up, as you can probably tell. Yeah. Tony says that he, he likes playing video games because it relieves tension and this really cute... Dom up for another wank joke. Oh, boy. <laughs> he said, I hope you can relieve my tension. Uh, and Tony didn't know how to respond, obviously. <laughs> He's so, too mature. You, you don't get spoken to like this normally. <laughs> it's weird. So, yeah, uh, Tim Boone of Computer and Video Games magazine joined on commentary. And very early on in the game, Tony shows us 
no mercy for this amateur dramatic society they call a cast. <laughs> he, he shot a dude before he even had a chance to finish his first line of dialogue. The guy didn't even have a gun drawn. Like, Tony just shot him down, and he did it with a smile on his face. It was... <laughs> It was a bit sinister, but yeah. like he laid he laid that town to waste. Like he was just shooting guys before they even stood up. Like and then shooting them when they were dead as well. Like yeah. he double tapped. I noticed. Them. Yeah, he, he he did a couple of headshots like while they were down just to make sure they didn't get up again. There's, I'm worried about Tony. Like, <laughs> how, where does he get his disposable income from? Is he like killing people on the side? Or, I don't know. This, I was worried a joke, too. By the way, in case Tony listens to this. <laughs> well, he he was very good at the game, like too he good as well. Very good. Yeah, I, I don't think he missed a single shot. He played it a lot, obviously. And um, he was from Wales, wasn't he? I don't remember. I think it was South Wales or North Wales. It was, but yeah, he was. You could tell he'd had a lot of practice, which you know, he, he was basically just like a mustachioed Terminator. It was intimidating, <laughs> and he had like a little wry smile as well every time he did a little double tap with the dead bodies. Like, yeah, all right, okay. He's, he's done that before, oh, not yeah. just in a arcade. I don't think. <laughs> Oh, I hope he's dead so we're not libeling him right now. <laughs> I hope he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. You know, or at least yeah. caught or something. Yeah, <laughs> he's in prison, hopefully. <laughs> Again, this is a joke. Please don't sue us. So, yeah, or after that, like, oh, Please don't shoot us. Yeah, I'd rather, you, I'd rather you sue me than shoot me, to be honest. Like, yeah. You won't get much out of me if you sue me. <laughs> so, anyway, in a rare moment of restraint following the challenge, Dominic Diamond avoids referring to the joystick as a cock. <laughs> I guess he got it out of his system though at the start of the challenge though to be fair. Or he was just yeah. terrified of making jokes with this mature yeah, once he saw, psycho. <laughs> once he saw what Tony could do to people, he's like Yeah, I'm just gonna leave this <laughs> yeah. man alone. You just get out of my church, please. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was Games Master Season One, episode one. Um putting all the wanking aside, like I forgot how enjoyable the show was. Yeah. It's like just extremely watchable and like it was obviously very unique for its time. It was like pre-internet era, so like getting video game information on video games was very hard. You just basically had magazines and that was it. And there was there was nowhere for actual footage of games or like to watch people playing games. You didn't have a proper visual reference point for the gaming like you do now. So Games Master was like a really big deal when it came out. But it's also just a very enjoyable show, just breezy, all the challenges like the duck take too long and there's they, they mix it up with all the sections and stuff it's just i wondered if it wasn't going to be as good as i remembered but i, I do i did enjoy it despite all the weird 90s of it all <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i had a really good time watching this it, it just flew by as well and it had like I, I really enjoy just kind of how low production it is and how just kind of like a, a bit anarchic it is for like a six o'clock in the evening kind of show and I was so ready, like, I would have just sat there and watched, like, more and more episodes, like, uh, if we were covering more than just one today, because I was like, yeah, that felt like it just flew by, and I want to see more of it. it obviously, it feels very, like, janky and dated in certain areas, like, all the wanking jokes in front of children, but <laughs> it was definitely, like, a precursor to stuff like G4 and gaming YouTube, and it, it really was, like, ahead of its time, and, but also, at the same time, completely of its time. <laughs> It's got a perfect blend of those two things. You, you couldn't do it today, and that's why, again, I wouldn't watch the new one for reasons we've already gone into. <laughs> I think we're going to have to, though. Like, If we go through the entire seven series of the original run, I think we have to do the last one as well. We, we might, we'll see how this goes. If people want us to do the new one, then sure. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you already know up front what I would rather do. <laughs> and I will do it somehow 
Oh, good Lord. I, I honestly don't... I didn't make any notes on how to end this episode. I feel like just threatening to blow an alligator might be it, to be honest. I mean, I can't think of a better way to end any episodes, to be honest. Yeah, that's that seems like a good way to go. <laughs> not not blowing an alligator. Oh, like wow. Well, okay. Yeah, I like how you've become the Dominic Diamond of the podcast, like, just through this episode. Yeah. He's got his wanking, yeah. you've got your sucking off an alligator. I've watched, like, one and a half episodes of this series for this, like, podcast, and, like, it's already broken me mentally. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's us for the first episode of Games Master Revisited. Thank you for joining us. But if you want to get in touch with us and talk about your Games Master memories... You can do it by um, contacting us on our social medias, which is on Twitter and Instagram at OneUpPod. That's one U P P odd. Yeah. You can contact me on Twitter at truly underscore defective and at the Chip Thompson on Twitter or Chip Thompson's thumbs on Twitch. Nicely done. And uh, Chip's doing good stuff on Twitch, so please do follow him. Oh, on thank you. So yeah, and um, that's us for for now. We'll see you again on Games Master Revisited, and don't forget to get a life and have a wank. No, <laughs> <laughs> to play video games.